Oh, hey, it's working. Hide self-view. This is a great option. I did not know that I had that option. What? Hide the self-view. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know I had that either. Now, if, now that I'm angling it just right, it's like me looking at you right across from me. All I need to do is hide your face behind this. I can't see your face. So here. How's you this? To, you have to turn your camera on first. My camera is on. It says oh, it's, no, not. it's not. God. There you go. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly. And this is a Court of Theories podcast where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. So we're out of high shoes. So now you get to watch me make out with a Tootsie Pop. I need to order some. I know you're not watching, or you would have been disgusted with what I just did. Oh, no. I literally went over to Google to type in high shoes. <laughs> You stick it all the way down your throat like a fucking weirdo. Oh, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> you look like you're better than me. But also, where the fuck is your robe? Oh, it's over there. Because did you bring your I brought mine, my carnival cloud nine spa. Did you steal that? One of these I bought and one of these I may or may not have stolen. But there's so many people on the boat. There was five thousand people on the boat. They're no. Also, there's 50 doll hairs a piece, brah. I'm pretty sure this is the one I stole because I wanted the ball one and they didn't have it. It's all up my butt. Hang on. Now, if this is not a Hugh Hefner look, then I don't know what is. Take you to the candy shop. Get out of here. Oh, oh, oh. I let you lick the lollipop. No. Listen, this is much better than whatever you're fucking shopping for on Target. This is a whole goddamn show. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> That's much better. It says like no. they have a bunch of different flavors, but then when I actually go to look at it, they don't. Why Why does Target <clears throat> deceive me in this way? Because see, look. Oh, that's just sad. Look, nothing. Okay. Not even a speckle. Upside down for emphasis. No trifle can be found. Man, we got to get ourselves some of those high chew bites. What's that? Without oh, the, without the wrap. Unwrapped. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sounds bad. I will say that this pink starburst that they did like that—they kind of were disappointing. No, I fucking love those, and I will smash a king size of those favorites like nobody's business. I literally did it last week. Oh, I mean, I can do that to the. Uh, party sized bag of Skittles. Skittles hurt my jaw so bad after a while. Everything hurts your jaw. Well, I have TMJ. Oh. Jameson's not hurting from it, though. He's got it. Now I'm going to look up at me. No. Nope. Can they ignore me? What <laughs> I just texted him. <laughs> you don't want to look at me? You don't want to look me in the eye? I can't. So I saw this post earlier, and it was about how Cassian is fucking terrible and i was like what i love cassian and then i read all of them and i was like oh maybe i have a problem what's it say hang on let me find you it you have to find it 
you can't just be like, I read this post, but I'm not going to read it to you. Man, I cannot wait to hear the new Taylor Swift album. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Also, can we talk about the fact that there's an Amazon original that's called Kelsey, as in the Kelsey brothers? Really? Yeah. Here we go. This is posted by Forever Booked on tiktok and it says i'm about to be real controversial right now with some ho fast spoilers cassian is an absolutely terrible mate and i've been worried slash suspecting this a while now ho fast put the nail in the coffin for me i have not read that bonus chapter but of what i've seen people say about it i'm like yeah what the fuck cassian and it says i love reese and think he had every right to be upset don't love it for nesta but makes somewhat sense for his character but cassian should never let reese talk to nesta like that i don't care that reese is his high lord we have seen so many instances where his inner circle speaks out against them or flat out refuses to listen to his demands more as cameron 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 <laughs> new one has... inner circle cameron is cameron yeah she says he has never once told her he loved her is that true? I thought he told her that he loved her in Actus I did too. It says he has never once told her he loved her, describes her as something he's shackled to and would love to be cut lost from. That They like remedy that. Let's others talk bad about her while she's not there. While she's going to have a fucking stroke trying to read this. Let's others talk bad about her while she's <laughs> there or not. When it comes to Nesta, Cass simply won't stick up for her in the times it really matters. Cassian's more mad than anybody else. Are you kidding me? He should have been the first to trust and take her side. Cassian buys more lingerie and gives it to her as a public present in front of Nesta. He knew by this point that she was his mate, and all she knows is Cassian and Moore have a past. This is when he's trying to connect with Nesta, but he's openly flirting. I originally thought I'd hate this pairing because I wouldn't like Nesta, but nope, it's Cassian. It's because Cassian treats her like an unworthy second-class citizen. The only other pairing I've seen where she is not put first above all else is Baron and Lady Autumn. I was like, damn. Am I just blind? I don't... I did see the... I didn't read the bonus chapter, but I've seen people talking about like Reese talking shit to nesta in front of cassian cassian doesn't say anything which i think is weird because in which Lines, chapter he... is that huh? the one which with chapter? ember and randall oh i mean ember this is... kind of beats cassian he... to the punch this says i think she that's kinda... actually why i didn't like silver flames there wasn't a connection and yeah he didn't say i love you once that's so weird what that that cassian didn't tell nesta that yeah no he tells he literally told her that he loved her even when she was still a like a human i'm almost positive yes who is this person is this satire what is this i don't know now i want to go read the bonus chapter no pretty much in that ember randall bonus chapter Ember kind of jumps in and she kind of beats Cassian to the punch. Like she, she pretty much told Reese to like fuck off. I think this person is reading too much into that 
particular bonus chapter, because I think that is which that bonus chapter actually kind of pissed me off more because Ember stepped in and stood up more for Nesta than she ever did for Bryce. Which is fucked up. Which is so fucked up. So I don't, whoever wrote that needs to calm down about Cassian because that's actually more of a character smash against Ember because she literally always talked about that. Oh yeah, Bryce, blah, 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 blah. Negative, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then she's, Nesta, you're so powerful. I mean, she right, but what about your own child? I know that we have defended Sarah a million times against like criticisms and whatever. People being like, oh, the inconsistencies, the plot holes, the whatever. And now like, I'm kind of like, girlfriend, the inconsistencies. (laughs) So today I like had some notes for just some stuff that I wanted to talk about today. And one of my bullet points is I miss Emmy. And I went on Reddit did you just take a picture of me? Yeah. You sent it to Jameson? Mm-hmm. Do you love me? Yeah. You're so cranky coded. <laughs> Am I? Hold on. Just speaking of that video. Am I in your top three? I like that you Don't started with... Me. I like that you started with three. Yeah. No, I need one. Absolutely not. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think would so. hope for two, but I'd like to be a strong three. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I'd even make it to two. I don't know. I might have to I fight think, Madeline I think, for two. I think every time I see one of their videos, the comments, it was like, every episode is just Frankie trying to convince Joey to date him. And I'm like, that is so Cali. You're right. And you were like, I think I could be number two. And I think you would be just for the willingness alone. If no other reason, like the willingness. Listen. There is not a doubt in my mind that if we were in an alter universe that you and I would not get married. We would have fell in love as children, grown apart in a little bit in high school, fell back together in our late teens, early 20s, kind of kind of like drifted and then slammed back together. This is literally what has happened. What are you saying? What saying. We're living the notebook. You're Allie and I'm Noah yeah 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 i'm a bird you're a bird bitch that is frankie has said that i guarantee it joey frankie we need to collab because it would just be a laugh fest through and through and through until olivia shuts down until she gets stimmed my battery's just not that good (laughs) y'all we'd be like 45 minutes and she'd be like Hang on, the phone's ringing. I'm being burgled. I'm being burgled. <laughs> Gotta go. Jameson, I said, we're, he's, he was like, am I in trouble now? Or am I dead now? And I said, not yet. And so I was, I was recording the pod because I wasn't answering. And he said, you're committed to the bit. I'm like, yeah, we are. We're committed. Well, to like the- whenever I texted you, are you dead? I heard from you all day. You what literally did last- What's the last to respond, you hoebag? Are you sure? Yes, I checked. It wasn't, you didn't, yeah, but it wasn't anything like I should have been responding to. It wasn't like you asked me something and then I was the last one to respond. So I'm not even in your top three lifelong friend and podcast co-host and top three love of your life. I don't even want to look now. I'm just going to let my phone sit there. I'm going to leave you on red. That's how angry I am. Okay. 
<clears throat> just demolished that Tootsie Pop and anger and anguish. So I wouldn't even be in your top three. Shut up. Like, Clearly, this is... this is how you're breaking up with me. Okay. Listen, I'm in the middle of air fire. I almost texted you whenever it was the scene that Rowan bit the shit out of Aelin. I was like, again. I don't even remember that. I literally just read that a couple months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Weeks ago. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, not even a couple weeks ago. Last week. What's your concept of time? Not great. Are you blink twice? Are you okay? I mean, if my brain is scanned, I've probably had a stroke at some point, if I'm being completely honest. Let me. But also, I'm just worried that this is like a get out situation and you need me. (laughs) You just want to be needed. Yeah, I do. I want to be your top three. If we were on MySpace, would I even be your top eight? Yeah. Was I in your top eight? I'm pretty sure you were in mine. I don't fucking remember the top eight. I thought you were going to say, I don't fucking think so. (laughs) I'm like, wow. Okay. Sorry. Do you need my help? No. Are you sure? I would be really easy to murder. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my God. You're literally talking to the girl that has, if I have an, in, in case I get murdered folder. That has my route to work. It has the, my tattoos. Yes. Oh my God. My make and model of my car. It shows any of like where I have this scar on my hand. My crooked ass pinkies. They're going to be like, the serial killer broke her pinkies as a trademark. They'll be like, all that's left is a hand. Mr. Tim March, is this your wife? And he's like, without a doubt. Like, Look at that crooked ass pink. <laughs> or he'd be like, that's not her. That pinky's too straight. It can... It's a Law and Order episode. <laughs> Olivia Benson. And I was getting on here to look at, see when I read Air of Fire and I got distracted. So I read, I read Rhapsodic or whatever. I really liked yeah. the first book. And then I've read this second two and I'm kind of like, eh. There's only one more left, so I'm going to read it, but I'm just like... I was like, you might as well... You're very committed at this point. I really liked the first one. Because that's the one where she, like, gets the bracelets and stuff, right? Yeah. That book has been on my TBR for literally years. So I'm happy that at least the this, first one... Um, is, does it leave you on, like... Heartless Hunter? Is oh, like, yeah, I ordered that. It came in the mail. I, I don't know. I'm ready yet. I pre-ordered it. Forgot I pre-ordered it from Amazon, it and then it showed up. Month. And Sarah was like, oh, you'll probably like this. And I was like, eh. And then now I'm seeing everywhere. It's, it's selling out everywhere. This book is amazing. And I'm like, damn it. Why do I, why do I do that? I think that it was the fairy loot YA book for this month. Oh, it's a YA book. I, I could be wrong. I thought so. I mean, really the only thing is, is that YA, they just can't litter all the fucks through it. Literally the first sentence of the summary a steamy game of cat and mouse between witch and witch hunter. Maybe it's not YA. Maybe it was just another book box's pick that I didn't know. Is that so yeah, really my came in the mail. I came in the mail. Listen, this has really good reviews, but also so does Fourth Wing, and that book is fucking awful. So I'm not cutting that out this time. 
I've cut that out so many times. I'm, I need the world to know how you really feel about it. It is listed under YA February releases 2024. Interesting. See? But young adult, I mean, them people be having sex too. Selena literally fucked Kale and Lorcan did. Lorcan did what? That's my point. I'm like, Sarah, we could have evolved a little bit out of the YA at the point that we got to Lorcan fucking a lead. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Give give the people what they want. Can we at least get like a, a, a bonus chapter? You're right. I literally finished Air of Fire February 3rd. It was literally 20 yeah. days ago. And yeah, I'm like, a few I, months ago. <laughs> a few months ago. That's like saying the <laughs> other day was like four years ago. Because I paused reading it to finish to read House of Flame and Shadow, and then, like, I went back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. And then I was like, I can't even finish this series right now. I'm so mad at you, Sarah. And I think that that's why I have, like, comfortably been listening to it. Because I'm just like, I know that this is everything. Do you want to hear something really upsetting? And I've sent you, I sent you the this thread video about it. That people are starting to come out and basically are proving that the house of flame and shadow cover is ai art which is so weird to me because i thought that there was an artist that did the first two covers so what about the first two so nothing about earth and blood but because earth and blood it also had the artist rendering inside and there is actually the artist that did earth and blood has it on their i don't know if it's their red bubble or whatever Like, basically, you can purchase their prints or whatever. I never saw anything about an artist with Sky and Breath. But people are showing how um, Hunt's wings on the cover are, like, fucked. They're showing that it's AI. And that they were showing the concept photos for the snake that he's holding and but they were showing like the flip of the face and stuff i you know i think the reason that people are really running with this is because bloomsbury is known that they have used ai art their uk covers for the first two crescent city that wolf on it is adobe illustrator and it was ai rendered so like it's not I mean it upsets me but it's also like they're not like we shouldn't be surprised they're not for it I just it's upsetting because I really was like excited about but yeah they're showing like the face flip on not so not the side that has the tear but the other side and there was like they were trying they were showing something with the eyes when I told you that so Tor So I think Tor owns Bramble and they're both like under fire for AI covers. Because we talked about Gothic Canada. I just don't think what's so so fucking hard about having a real person do this. Right? I think the part that's like the most upsetting is these poor authors, you know, the, the publishers are just like, here it is. And like the sad part is too, is that nine times out of 10, those concepts that ai uses are from real artists had that gothic canna cover been done by a real artist it would have been beautiful from far away it's beautiful 
And then you get up on it and you're like, hmm. It's like looking at somebody across the club drunk as shit. And you're like, oh, they look beautiful. And then you wake up the next morning next to them and you go, huh. That's the same thing. I've never done that, but I can only imagine. I've seen plenty He's of rom-coms. So like, yeah. Sometimes it's like that with Casey. I'm like yeah. across the room. I'm like, hey. And then I wake up and I go, ugh. You do. When he's snoring, God, I'm like, roll over, brah. Between you and Red, who is the fucking artist on these covers? On Lemon Shadow? Any of them? I assumed it was the same one. He posted that he did the Flame and Shadow cover. Yeah, I just found on Crescent City Wiki, is it Carlos? Yeah. Wait. Oh, I'm too white for his last name. Cuevido? Cuevido? Yeah. With a degree in graphic design and publicity. Because, yeah, I saw where people were talking about the bottom of Hunt's Wings on Sky and Breath. I haven't seen anybody say anything about the Earth and Blood. But then they were really pointing out the face and the neck on Flame and Shadow. Hmm. Yeah. Which is upsetting because some it could very well just be a graphic designer taking the easy way out in adobe but there are like tons of graphic designers that are coming out that are just either he was just extremely lazy or he was assisted by ai almost all of his art looks like the same style you look at his instagram actually a lot of his stuff on here does look like it could be i don't know which like there's that row key or whatever that is you know an ai account that for the longest time people were supporting and let's see i'm going to his instagram yeah see the one of literally the it's this one mm -hmm. i'm like that's just i don't know there's just something about it that yeah i don't know there's just something off about some of it yeah I, it's the nails in the body on this one i don't know i don't know man we obviously couldn't figure out what was ai and what wasn't in that video that we watched last week so yeah i kind of hate it i know because i feel like that there's just such a fine line between like digital artists like this one on her neck like the blurring of her neck. But they were showing like the flip of the face, not on this particular art, but like on the flame and shadow, like basically talking about like the symmetry of things. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Which the house of, is it house of, which one is the one of the UK versions that has the wolf on it? I don't know if it, uh, either way. Like, literally, it credits Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, that sucks. 
it just sucks. And I just hate it. And like, I've been seeing some of the art accounts and stuff that I follow that are just like, show your art. That's not AI. Yeah. And then somebody said, don't show it all at once or put a watermark over it because AI will steal it. Seriously. The fact that people's works have been uploaded to this AI things without their consent or anything is like wild to me. Yep. That's why the Spotify thing was so scary for everybody because they're like, you can literally just take these narrators voices and then they can just be narrating whatever the fuck. So, okay. So I have to tell you about this woman. So I met this woman yesterday at breakfast. So I had breakfast by myself and it's like, it was like table service, really fancy. Okay. But I got a little table by myself and I've got this seat by the window and like, I can see the gardens and blah, blah, blah this woman comes in and it's literally just the two of us in this room and she like starts talking to me and I'm like oh you know whatever and within seconds I'm like oh shit I have so fucked up by engaging with this woman we found out she's from Chicago she was born in Chicago so she was like oh a couple of Midwest girls and blah 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 and she just she she literally talked my leg off yesterday about every I know so much about this woman's life. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to leave for a meeting. I was like three or to four minutes late for my meeting yesterday morning because like I could not get away from this woman. And so I was telling them about it and they were all laughing. And then like at dinner last night, I met up with um, a couple of the people from here, too. And they were like, yeah, so one of the gardeners got stuck by her and he was like telling them he's like I was trying to leave and she kept me there for 30 minutes and then okay yeah so then I get to the I get to breakfast this morning and she's there with her husband and I was like oh fuck because I was like really trying to make it a quick breakfast and come back ended up being at least 45 minutes because she wouldn't shut up and I couldn't eat because she wouldn't shut up and her husband like so we were seated across the room from each other and like she gets up and comes to my table and her husband keeps telling her to come sit down and she will not and she hugged me she would she wanted to know if she could hug me she just felt like it was destiny that we met and she just was so thankful that she met me and And you don't see the red flags of the of of you being here (laughs) this woman is a guest she's gonna kidnap you no, she's a guest at the inn. She doesn't, she's not from here. Again, red flags. I'm seeing them. If you were here, you would also be like completely enamored. I promise. That's how I am on every cruise that we ever go on. Enamored? I'm just like, I'm invincible. Nothing can happen to me. I do feel that way when I travel. What is up with that? I don't know. That's why people get kidnapped and killed. Probably. Yes. I am. They they called me a car for the morning, so like I'm someone like the, a service is driving me to the airport, not Uber, like a legitimate service. Are you gonna get trafficked? Are you okay? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I need selfies throughout. It'll be five fifteen in the morning your time. So I don't care. As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, 
dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code THEORIES at caseleatherworks.com. Do you have stuff you want to talk about? I kind of was talking about prodding you with the AI stuff. I said, I want I missed Emmy. She's been like dark. Yeah, I wondered if it's like a life thing or like she's over it thing, which I feel like all Uh, of us that were like serious about it are now over it. So I went to her Reddit and she's in some of the threads. She's not really posting her own stuff. So this person, CNA Mama 21. So this was like 19 days ago. The title of this is so many negative posts. And so she's basically telling everybody that is upset about it to get over it. And then she says, I'm not responding to any more comments unless they're positive ones. Some of you can be so defensive and hateful for what? It's like, you're, you're just coming down on a whole fandom. She's the epitome of toxic positivity, I feel like. She's she worked really hard. She deserves a participation trophy. Don't be so mean to her. She's a multi-million author. I was gonna say, I think the fact that she literally has the most resources available to her than any other author in the world right now is what's so fucking frustrating about the whole ordeal. And that's what (laughs) this is her ordeal. (laughs) Anyways. And that's kind of what Emmy says. She comes back. She says the sole purpose of it at this point in time is so is to discuss House of Flame and Shadow, what we liked, what we didn't like, theories that were right and theories that were wrong. If you're only wanting people to express positive sentiments about the book or requesting readers to alter their tone accordingly so that they have more, quote, class, then it's no longer a discussion subreddit. It's an echo chamber. Just don't follow this, the Reddit anymore. And then she has on here the also we need to be grateful to SJM thing doesn't sit right with me. The money that SJM made from this book is more than most of us will see in our lifetimes. Facts. Yet the purchasing of HoFast, both the paperback and the Kindle, took a decent chunk out of my paycheck. SJM is arguably one of the most well-resourced authors on the planet, has a huge team at Bloomsbury, and has been in the business for over a decade. I don't think she's someone to be coddled. And if anything, I'd hope she'd be responsible receptive i'd hope she'd be receptive i wanted to say respective and i knew that the... anyways she want to be receptive to the criticism most of us only offer it because we deeply care about the beautiful world she has cre- created in the first place and then she put on here i'd also like to respectfully add instead of complaining about the negative posts those who love the book are more than welcome to share their positive reviews and what they loved about the book bait mine is lydia uh she carried that book. That's the only positives that I can find is all the things that Lydia did. I mean, I Her love stuff- Rune. I love Rune as a character, but I feel like even Rune in this book was like disappointing. Yes. I'm that's what I'm just literally like, just Lydia. Just Lydia. And I feel like that if we would have seen a little bit more of Vaxian, I think he also 
he showed a lot of like character development in just like interesting in those two. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he deserved a lot more for to be in the forefront, a lot more limelight on him than what he got. Because I do think that he was a truly strong developing character and could have offered so much more than what she gave him. Especially being aligned with Lydia in the way that he was. Like, I think we could have played off of that like a lot more, like how he was a baddie to a good guy. Like, but Lydia is the only, like, she's the only thing that I can speak positively on. Mm -hmm. She had true character development. She had, you found out so much more about her story that like the most shocking things that happened were Lydia things. Mm -hmm. All of it. Proof that we wanted. That truly her story was the only one that like came through. And you could almost say that she was setting, Sarah was setting it up for her to have a bigger role. But then the bonus chapter that her and Rune got, it's, oh no, she's definitely sunset them. Yes, and I hate that. Honestly, uh, after reading this book, I'm like, why does Sarah hate Crescent City? <laughs> why did you why? like I feel like she just like poured gasoline on this series and lit it the fuck up with this book? What was that? I because even she was early on was like, I think this might be my favorite series, blah blah blah. I mean, and truly this series wasn't even one that was supposed to see the light of day. She thought up the final scene in Earth and Blood or that final battle scene on a plane. And, but it was like supposed to just basically be like those scenes that you write that you just tuck away. That you're like, okay, I got that out of my system. I'm like, you're building a whole world and you literally destroyed it. You did the whole thing that you didn't want to happen in the plot of your books. (laughs) You did that with your book. I, I just don't get it. It's like she gave up. I feel like Crescent City had the most foreshadowing, the most Easter eggs, the most symbolism, the most blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, you know what? Psych. Let's just make it fucking wild. Yep. Yep. It's going to be Baymax. And it was just so weird. Yeah, I hated it. I mean, I truly did. I. Let's bring the Akatar characters in and make everybody hate them again, too. So now everyone's going to hate everything I do. I just don't get it, man. For one thing, I don't think it was totally out of pocket for people to have expected more because initially she said half of the book was in Prithian. Yes, that it was a 50-50 thing. I literally, I responded to a comment today because people were like, everyone's disappointed that it wasn't some Avengers-like movie or book. And I'm like, but Sarah literally said that it was. Yes. People have the right to be upset that it wasn't. Right. She has on here, SJM likened CC3 to the Avengers. The idea for CC3 hit me and I thought, can I actually do that? And I said, why not? It's like the first Avengers movie where everyone's amped to see Iron Man and Captain America and Thor. This CC3 feels like that to me. It's seeing all the good guys come together from their various world and experiences and how they get along or don't get along. Like, where was that? Bryce made a cameo in Prithian and then but like all Nesta the, and Asriel was, made a cameo. But there was like another interview where she literally talks about all the different things that we we're going to see 
that's that'll be answered that'll be and no none of it fucking bryce was literally underground the entire book yeah if she wasn't underground she was under the miss in a valon i meant that's i meant prithian in in prithian she was underground the entire yeah. time she was in prithian yeah yeah you showed us the worm cool we already met him he's a reoccurring character it just I don't know. I haven't, I think that's why I'm like, I'm going to lean into throwing up glass right now, just because I know how well it is written and I know how things are wrapped up. And even though it's like my comfort, whatever, but I'm like, it's so well written. I know that people don't like Selena because they're like, she's a brat. She's also 18 years old when the book starts. So yeah, she's a fucking brat. I was a brat at 18. I mean, I'm going to be 32 years old. I'm still a fucking brat. Isn't she? Is she 18 when it starts? I feel like she's younger than that. I don't think she was like eight. I don't, I think she was like 16 or 17. I think she was 17 because there was a part in Crown of Midnight where it was her birthday. She had a birthday. Oh no, it does say she's 18. Okay. Now I think in the novellas, she's like 16, 17. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But I think okay, yeah, it says Assassin's Blade. She's 16 and 17, 18 in Throne of Glass and Crown of Midnight, 19 and 20 in Air of Fire, Queen of Shadows, Empire of Storms, Kingdom of Ash. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, maybe my math is wrong. But I'm like, yeah, she's a bratty teenager. Bryce is 25 years old. And like, granted, Bryce can is still allowed to be a brat. That's not what I'm saying. But people shit on Selena Aylin as a character she's a brat i'm like yeah she was a teenager me too i'm still one of those and i'm a grown-ass woman with a mortgage there was so much potential so much potential to set us up even for the next actor book i mean i'm like so the next actor book based on what sarah has said is asriel's book right is that what we have concluded i don't i don't know because that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense. I saw people on a post about that this week too, because there was a sharing a clip of Sarah after one of her interviews recently. And she's, I just love writing badass women who do really cool things. And people are like, so why do you think Azrael has a book coming? And I'm like, I, I hear you, but also Sarah says a lot of things <laughs> that don't come to fruition. So. Right. Or maybe she and writes she, it and then she throws it away and rewrites it in four weeks instead. So, And it shows. If this was not a, oh my God, I forgot to write this paper, high school paper. I was going to say, this totally sounds like whenever you give like an eight-year-old like a writing prompt and they're like, and then a unicorn came from the sky and then the house was on fire and then, and then, and then. That was fucking fast. And then we got in a rocket ship. And I thought you were going to say, and then we got an erection. Which also that. And then we got an erection. And then there were lace thongs. Yeah. From an and, then Peg, and then Pegasi came out of the ground. So a Valon can grow Pegasi, but Elaine can't grow a fucking vegetable. Preach. Preach. I mean, my God. It, I, I hate shitting on her. 
but she she has way too many resources i'm sorry this is not a first time indie author on ku where you're like whoa buddy like what happened here you know where it's okay and then it, it grows from there no 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 if anything crescent city should be superior to throne of glass and it's not yeah i mean I am fully enamored with Throne of Glass. I mean, you know how much I love Throne of Glass. So, like, Rowan is my man. I can't even look at the fucking book, man. I got four copies in here. Can't even look at it. Anyway, I just I miss Emmy. And I want her to come back. And the resale shit, because nobody fucking wants it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sitting on a digitally signed one that I just can't get rid of. And that speaks volumes. Volumes. It it should have flown out of here. Mm. But it didn't. So another thing that I have on here is so Kate Corain or Kate Corain or whatever her name is. That shit bashed mm -hmm. all those authors on Goodreads. She's back on her bullshit. Why would she show her face again? She did an interview with the Daily Beast. Which first off, why would you do that? I mean, that's just basically a tabloid. That. <laughs> so the the title is or like the headline is author who review bombed writers of color. I'm not racist. Okay. It says, in an exclusive interview, Kate Curran said that a psychotic breakdown prompted by substance abuse led to a series of uncharacteristic actions that were beyond her control. That's the part that I'm like, nope, you're full shit. Yeah, you... If you were like so legitimately sorry, you would take full responsibility regardless of, regardless of anything, literally. So Zyran J. Zhao, who is the one that ousted her, has a whole like five part video series on the gram. And she like, I mean, she's the one that ousted her. And I mean, so I read through this and I'm gonna be honest with you. It is, she is just to me digging herself and it's gross. So Zyran J. Zhao. So she she literally starts her video with, guess what, everyone? Kate Coran is back. She said, you know, the white author who lost her book deal after I caught them review bombing a bunch of debut authors of color. And so now, like, she's, you know, in an interview with the Daily Beast saying that she's not racist and that it was their ADHD meds and autism that caused them to have a psychotic break with reality that led them to review bombing. So now we're bringing in autism into the conversation, which as someone who works with people with disabilities and raises funds for them and supports them, pisses me off. That truly pisses me off. And so Zyran goes on to say, let me clarify that I fully believe that Kate struggles with her mental health and I empathize with how overwhelmed they must have felt navigating the publishing industry as a debut artist. Your mental health. Okay, fine. 
but it's still you and I both have mental health issues. <laughs> I mean, you can find me on Goodreads, but not not pulling bullshit like that. No. I don't lose like all of my morals just because I have ADHD. <laughs> right. Facts. So Zerlin goes on and she's she she really basically says she doesn't want to address this, but that there is a harmful rhetoric in the article that she wants to talk about. And so then that's when she clarifies that she does believe that Kate struggles with her mental health. And, you know, she says with ADHD and autism, they're obviously not in a good place and that they hope that they find the help that they need. The issue is that Kate keeps saying that they're not using their mental health as an excuse for what they did, except that's exactly what they're doing. By insisting that it was the medication that caused them to behave in the way that they did instead of subconscious racial biases. And that's their exact words in the article saying that I want to be extraordinarily clear that race had nothing to do with the authors that I chose to go after. The fact that there were a large number of people of color among the authors that I targeted is an unfortunate coincidence that happened because I was going off of Goodreads lists. That was the only driver, and I am so distressed and heartbroken by the fact that the impression that people have of me now is that I'm racist. Yeah. I'm psychotic. Yeah. Yeah, a psychotic racist, okay? Evil. Like, that shit is evil. That was, like, premeditated evil for months at a time. Right, and that's the thing is, okay. It wasn't, like, a knee-jerk reaction and you said something that you regret. Like, it was, like, months of doing the same shit. And so then she basically turns around and blames her mental health for her not deleting the post. Like you said, saying something you don't mean. We've all had manic breaks and meltdowns and have said some mean stuff. And we've all done that. Okay. Except for me, because I'm perfect in every way. But I'm trying, I'm trying to just glimmer some humor in this very like gross topic, but it is such a serious thing because she had no right, first off to even go and shit bomb anybody. Let's just go ahead and just say that. She was just, it's not like I it, I had a bad experience with the book. You literally went on and shit talked people that were your friends that are were also debuting their books. Like, it's so shitty. And then to be the the like white person in the conversation and going and shitting on people of color. Yeah, I mean, that's racist. Yeah. Especially whenever it's like very specifically that. And Siren goes to say, we are all capable of full of racist actions because we were all born and raised in a world built on racism. Which like, I have had plenty of conversations with people. So like whenever I worked at the youth home, so like primarily at risk youth, kids of color from very low income neighborhoods, food deserts, like you name it. Okay. And I heard some shit. I saw some shit. Like it, it taught me a lot. And I had a lot, I was able to have a lot of conversations with not only like some of the kids, but also like coworkers. Because whenever you work in the nonprofit world, I've experienced 
more more of the melting pot effect. What we grew up thinking that America was was of that melting pot effect. I see that so much in the nonprofits that I've worked with, with the LGBTQ plus community, working with people of color. It it has taught me a whole lot as a white person, <laughs> like a whole, whole lot. And I have found things that I was like, oh, that's not okay. That growing up in our teeny tiny towns would have never thought twice about. Mm-hmm. And so I can look at it in that way. But then at the same time, it's like, she started this last April. This was not just a like slip where she was mad. She let it sit. And anyways, so like us being raised in a world built on racism, if you're unwilling to recognize this, then you probably do perpetuate racism on a regular basis because you're clearly not willing to do the work to combat it within yourself. Racism isn't necessarily intentional and it's not necessarily conscious, which like truly are some things that I have realized over time, just growing up in a small white town where our high school was 99% white. Like during COVID would always say like that nobody could see past the county line. Like I was so happy to live basically in the big city and a whole county over from here during COVID because of just the way that that was handled, like just those differences, especially whenever it like came down to like the youth being served, like people of color, like how that, how that shut down and how all that affected them that we wouldn't have seen so much up here. Yeah. And Zyron goes on to say, you may not look at someone and go, oh, I hate her because she's Chinese. Basically this is Kate Corain and Molly X Chang where she's like, oh, you may not look at someone and go, oh, I hate her because she's Chinese, but you could be looking at how she received a half a million dollar deal from your same publisher and automatically feel like she doesn't deserve it, even though you've never even read her book. And Molly X. Chang is one of them that she was friends with, quote unquote, and then went and just shit all over. Like, she was one of the top ones that she shit all over her book, which like, her book comes out, Molly Exchange's book comes out in April, I think. And it's to gaze upon wicked gods. And like the first run of it comes with a fucking poster, colored in papers, a custom stamp case, and then like a foil designed jacket. And I've had this bad boy pre-ordered since the beginning of January. Cause I was like that. It sounds really cool. Like the synopsis sounds really cool. And then it just, the cover is beautiful. So I'm very excited about this book. And the fact that somebody was like going on to lower the ratings and shit on it, which actually also Molly X Chang is going to be one of the moderators for Daniel L. Jensen in London. Oh, fun. During her book tour. That's really cool that like a debut author is basically going to be moderating for like a popular author like a traditionally signed author. I think it's just, I think that's just really cool. Yeah. But the fact that Kate, this is like the biggest kicker, used a fake Asian name to one star Molly's book. Like you, you had to think about what you were going to create. 
like we've said, like whenever we talked about this the first time, I'm like, homegirl had to log in and log out of different Goodreads. You can't even log into your Target account. Right. On your that computer. was a lot of effort. Yeah, she so put a lot of effort, effort. in like, yeah, And she goes on to even say, I feel like too many people have the impression that racism is yelling slurs or going around constantly just seething at the existence of certain people. But it has ways where it's not so blatant. And it can definitely have an insidious effect about it. And it's, this is even hard for me to admit, but there have been moments where I have caught myself being like, oh, that could potentially be like racist of me. And I'll, I I used to ask my coworkers, I used to walk right in and be like, hey, listen, I just want to know. And sometimes they'd be like, yeah, that's a little racist, but you know, you did, but you did it's, and what's nice is, is like something most of the time having conversations with people is they're like, but you didn't know that that was racist, but taking the opportunity to learn that that's a racist thing, like yeah, learning from mistakes, not going to the daily beast and being like, not a racist, but I only made up 30 accounts. Was it actually 30 accounts? There, I think that there's solidified 16 that can be proven that they are her, but it can be upwards of 30 fucking accounts. Wow. That's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And the fact that she's trying to flip it on her head and use mental health as ma'am, my mental health, you cannot find me logging in to anything else are you fucking kidding me i don't even want to open up my email app let alone go on to goodreads and flop and flop what she have are we walking into a security room system where there's like screens all over and she's like you know maybe setting it up where she, <laughs> every one of them is just a different thing just just shows how much hate that she has for other people in general. Just her hate on humanity to people who supported her, had nothing bad against her, had no ill will. It wasn't like she was feuding with any of these people. Mm-hmm. She just flat out woke up one day and decided that she was going to be disgusting. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that is what makes it even worse is this wasn't fueled by oh, I'm really pissed off at this person and this is mean girl shit with something behind it where, oh, I have these feelings toward, you were just a jealous petty bitch is all that you were. You felt like that someone else shouldn't have it, shouldn't have more success than you. And that is gross. And the fact that these are all women. Yeah. These are all women authors aren't we supposed to be supporting each other? It's already hard enough for us. I just feel like it's, I just, my first reaction, I just don't get how people, I just don't even get how, one, that you come up with that. And then two, you're like, yeah, this is a good idea. I should go through with this. I just, I mean, people, there's nasty people all the time and people behave. And I just do not understand that. It is literally so easy to be nice. What is wrong with you or who hurt you that you have to literally lash out at people that have done nothing i do not understand that and i think one of the things that do you have poisoning? 
she she keeps saying that this could have been settled privately. And other the authors that this happened to, once it came out, reached out to her and they're just like, hey, I know it was you. Like basically allowing her the opportunity to be like, yo, bro, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Let, let me go and take all this shit down, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't. She even had the audacity in this article to say that these authors were blocking her. So she couldn't approach them. And then there's authors that are saying like, no, 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 I have never blocked her. She has yet to reach out to me. And instead she goes and makes herself look like an even bigger asshole to what I would not consider a reliable source of information. Not that, not the journalist that I would go to. It, and so Taya Gauzon, who wrote the hurricane wars was one of the ones that like she was shit bombing on goodreads which like look at the hurricane wars i mean i own literally three copies of that book i love it so much i am dying i send i send taya messages all the time where i'm just like give me more and Mm -hmm. like she Uh, anything that like she's been posting like character art and stuff lately and i'm i'm obsessed and her and kate were friends for three years homegirl could have just simply deleted this and or publicly apologized whenever she was ousted for it a true public apology not the bullshit that she gave that she like hid behind shit she has yet to like even promote or try to like make men's in a way of promoting the books that she shit on where she's like yeah no these aren't actually one star reads here here are the here are the ones and that other people have done a better job highlighting the victims of kate's bullshit than she has so some of the books that you can add to your tbr that she shit all over so Two of the books, so Voyage of the Damned by Francis White, which I think was an Illumicrate pick, wasn't it? It had the fish that on the That sounds familiar. That, yeah, that sounds familiar. I want to say it was Illumicrate, but maybe I maybe it was maybe it was wrong. I know Waterstones had an exclusive edition. No, you're right. It was it was January's. January's Illumicrate. Mm-hmm. And then and then so Let Them Burn by Camilla Cole that both of those have actually come out since Kate was ousted. And I know like Voyage of the Damned has gotten really good reviews. And then obviously it was picked up by Lumicrate. And then so Let Them Burn by Camilla Cole. I've seen that bumping up on the charts too. And just go and check those out. Another one to look forward to is The Poisons We Drink by Bethany Baptiste. And then To Gaze Upon Wicked Gods by Molly X. Chang, which I am so excited about. I'm so, so excited about. Another one is Miscreants of Lies by K.M. Unright. And then The Empire Wars by Akana Phoenix. But if you go and look up the receipts of the Goodreads stuff, she's actually not going to be shown on any of that because she had been review bombed so badly that she actually had, which is, this is so sad. She had Goodreads completely just remove her book. And she had to start over on Goodreads 
And so it's not even there. I tried to look to see if maybe it had been put back on there and it hasn't yet, but it is available for pre-order on Amazon. And so it's the Empire Wars by Akana Phoenix and it doesn't have a cover or anything to it yet. I can't remember when it's supposed to come out. I feel like maybe early fall is it's like debut, but she had to just completely remove herself. And I think that that's so sad that she was shit on that hard. So add those to your TBR. And I think what would be really fun is if we read some of these books and I will list them in the show notes. Um, and we kind of just give maybe some fun reviews on them. And then just to boast on these authors that deserve it have worked hard, have great deals and don't deserve some bitch. I'm going to say it. Some bitch shitting all over their hard work who self basically just pressed the like self detonate button and thought she could take other people out with her. And no. So I think that that might be what we do is let's, let's read these books, give some like amazing reviews because I have seen where Voyage of the Damned is I think getting some really good traction and really good reviews and people really enjoy it and the cover is beautiful I was having trouble the other day like order I went to order it and I was having trouble on Amazon and so I don't know if maybe like the U.S. Amazon was being weird but I mean it was on Blackwell's but I do think that she is a British author Hmm. Yeah, I would, I was, I was, I was having trouble. So you can actually buy it on Blackwell's for $22. It just straight up says out of stock. Oh no. On Amazon. It says you can buy the paperback or the hardcover on Amazon. Then this was a couple weeks ago, whenever I went to look at it. But it does Um, have like longer ship times than normal. It's, it says like ships in 10 days. Oh, weird. So maybe it's just something with how it's published in the UK. Like how Blackwell's will sell the U.S. versions, but they're like $10 more than the U.K. version. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's kind of the same situation. Maybe it's just how, because I'm not sure who her, does it say who her publisher is? I just pulled up Blackwell's one second. Oh, Penguin. Yeah. It says if if Agatha Christie wrote fantasy, this would be it. Hmm. Ooh, a murder mystery debut. Love me a murder mystery. All right, I added to my basket. I'll I'll check out later. But yeah, I'm I'm there's a couple of them that are coming up that I'm very excited. I mean, to gaze upon wicked gods, I've been very excited since it kind of first show like showed up as what would like a top 2024. It says that's gonna be the oh. April Illumicrate. To gaze upon wicked gods? Mm-hmm. They were I thought I had seen somewhere that Fairy Loot was possibly going to do it too. I'm not really sure. Let's see what Autumn has to say. She knows. Listen, I don't know who who she's got on the inside. But she knows some stuff. I'm like, who? What mob? Mob ring is it that she knows all of that stuff? And I love it when she's from very reliable sources. I'm like, what's that mean? You think yeah, I don't know why with fairy loot 
regular or you think you would switch to the romanticy one? If given the option, I'd probably keep my original and add the romanticy. Oh, really? Yeah. So March's Owl Crate is the Warm Hands of Ghosts. And then their April is the Sins on Their Bones. Is that Warm Hands of Ghosts already out? Because I'm pretty sure I saw it on a shelf today and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was already out. Oh, yeah. It came out the 13th. Okay. The Romanticy book that I am very excited about that I would love to get my grubby little hands on from Fairy Loot is The Lore of the Wild. That is their first Romanticy. And that's the one that I was talking about last time that like the UK version I think is prettier because it has like the gold and then it even has the, which I have this pre-ordered because I follow her on threads and the author, Annalie Sabrana, I follow her on threads and I have for a little while, but she was saying like, <laughs> she was basically saying like her publisher was like, now, you know, it's really hard for like, you know, people of color, specifically women of color to pop up on like a bestsellers list. Like that first week you have to like, really have so many pre-orders so she's like blowing it up on I actually literally uh, saw her on TikTok last night talking about that yeah so of course I I was like make sure I go and pre-order this like double check and I had it back I whenever I went on the other day whenever I saw it, I was like oh I had it pre-ordered from like the beginning of February so I was like okay I'm I'm I made it in there because yeah it comes out next week so it will actually already have released before we release this episode Mm. yeah how much sway do pre-orders have on the bestsellers list do you know i think like is it like books that have like really high pre-order rates are going to have like front and center bookstore display type things or i think so i think it really does because then also it lets the bookstore know how many like how popular that book is going to be tell me why it's cheaper to order it the hardback from literally england and have it shipped here than it is amazon what the hell i know amazon sometimes holds on to that higher price a little bit longer but yeah i i do think i'm gonna get the uh, the uk version I'm, I'm, I'm even okay that if it comes out, if I don't get it till later. How How do you know what's what? So the difference in the UK version is it has the gold foil and like she showed it the other day. But if you go on Blackwell's, are both of these the same or no? Okay. So if you notice the one that is $24, it has darker corners than the one that's $21. And that's because the $24 one is the US version because the $21 is the UK version because it has the gold foiling on the edges. And the other one is, it's just, it's the same cover, but that's just printed. So that's not foiled for the US. Got it. And then the Lore of the Wilds text on the UK version is also gold, 
Whereas the US version, it's not, I really wouldn't call it like holographic, but it's just like the shiny. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if she has it on her reels or her in, on her TikTok or whatever, but she does show the difference. And I just think the US version is cool. If so, if I didn't have access to the UK version, but the UK version with the gold on the corners and stuff is to me more appealing. Banana peels, if you will. It's cute. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. There's a just some like fun like debut author stuff, but it is wild to me. <laughs> I love black bowls. Here's the US version for three dollars. <laughs> and then okay so then the uk paperback comes out it's so crazy to me that the uk gets paperbacks way sooner that's what uh sass was saying they don't even get very many hardbacks like most of their books are just paperbacks so i wonder if it just has to do with like where they're printed and then where they have to ship them to i'm sure that's what it comes down to I guess, because, I mean, I guess really like Australia as a country stuff is super spread out anyways, which is also what's crazy to me because I'm trying to think who her name is on Instagram, but she's the one that I told you about that she went to go get House of Flame and Shadow from her bookstore and she was literally there when they opened and she was the only one there. Yeah. We're like, she was like in the US, you guys are insane. And? and and she's like, you guys had lines out the door and can't couldn't even get near it where they just must not read very much there. Like like our one of our Walmarts, I'm like, they don't read there. Nobody that shops there is reading. But I am really excited because I know I know we've said that we've bitched about Ho Fast. But there's so many books that are coming out this year oh my gosh <gasps> one of the things i did want to talk about i'm sorry have you seen carrie maniscalco's throne of secrets cover i actually did see that but i still haven't read throne of the fallen get, so. get on it I know. oh my god you're killing me i'm so sorry you gotta because listen this it's it's beautiful and then of course i have to get the barnes edition Two may or may not have already ordered the Waterstones sprayed edge version to match my other Waterstones. So she had put on her story that day, she actually had the countdown wrong. So she, she was like almost two hours off from whenever it was actually scheduled for her to drop. Oh no. So she, she noticed it and she was like, oh yeah. And so I'm like getting ready to do the cover reveal, blah, blah, blah. And then after I reveal the cover, then I'll have a surprise. And I immediately was like, waterstones.com. She's going to have a Waterstones edition. And she's pervy. The edges are like this beautiful blue. I'm like, oh, it's going to look so good next to my purple edges because I've got the water stones back here in the pod room and so I can just look at those edges because like I can have the edges out where it's at over there because then the light doesn't shine in on it directly oh there you the gothicana on blackwells is like totally different cover is it it's a paperback too but 
Is it the indie? No. Okay, so they have the hardback. Are you sure that this is the that's the original paperback cover? Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought the cover was different. Maybe I was seeing. Is there was there a different hardcover? Am I insane? Maybe, but I'm pretty sure that that's the indie cover. Okay, this is what I've seen. Show me. I'm trying. So I was like, okay, totally I, different. That is. Okay, no. So I think that is the OG KU cover. Okay, makes sense. And then I think that whenever it was like released again, then what is on the paperback was her in another indie cover. Okay. But then the one that's out now is her Bramble cover with the hardback and then the sprayed edges. Got it. And I think what makes me sad about that is I've seen people that are just like, oh man, if I would have known that that was AI art on the front, I would have never ordered this book. And I'm like, guys, like the author has to suffer because the publisher. I mean, I get, I get it though. I get it. But I'm also like, then go read it on KU because they get paid per but, page. Right. We need to be, we need to be like shitting on the publishers, not the author. Yeah. And that's what sucks about Ruthless Vows. I mean, no one wanted to talk about Ruthless Vows because of the like anti-Semitic stuff that one of the employees said. And I'm all about taking a stand for something, but I'm like, that was not Rebecca's fault. Yeah. So that's, it's like almost a double-edged sword where people are just like, okay, don't not buy the book, but then don't talk about it. Yeah. Where then now it's like got the can of they're like, don't buy the book, but talk about it. What do you want from me? Uh, I just why is I own so it so much shit. Why why? Why can't everybody just behave and be nice and why can't we all just if, get along? Why can't we shit post for fun like Sarah does on Buncey Book Club? If you want to shit post, shit post like Sarah. God, anytime that she posts anything baked beans, I just, I love it. Baked beans. Oh gosh. Have you not seen that? Where she like, will post stuff like baked bean related. No. Oh yeah. You got to just be on the lookout for it. anytime. The next time she does, I'll, I'll screenshot it to you. What the heck? Oh yeah. She, she likes her baked bean. She's funny. How did Xenatine already get her a fate inked in blood like the regular edition? She cheated. The fairy loot edition is so pretty. I love it too. I saw someone asking like, if you read them, does the edges flake off? And all the people are like, no, I always read my fairy loot books and they're fine. And I'm just like, y'all are reading these? You're read? No, 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 no. I'm going to ebook it or I'm going to buy the normal version. No, 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 no. That's why my goal, I basically want to have two separate libraries in this house. You have your special edition versions that are going to be in my front office on my shelves. And then back here in the pod room, I'm going to start putting more shelves up. And that's where the extras go. Reading books go. The Yeah, the ones that can be touched and 
gently, gently used. I get it. Yep. What's the one or no, that was slaying the vampire conqueror that Sass said was like her favorite book the other day. Oh yeah. I think that's Carissa Broadbent, isn't it? I think so. I think it's part of the serpent and the wings of night world. I think it's like set in the same world. Six Scorch Roses is, and I bought that one. I haven't read it yet, but that is, I don't think that this one is. Have you finished listening to the second one of that? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Yeah. I'm not convinced. No, I liked, I mean, they're like, it's hard not to compare everything to literally like Throne of Glass or Akatar. Like it's hard because, you know. I feel I like I'm more critical than most people, but I did like them. I feel like me I liking really the book is like high praise because I feel like I'm critical and hard on books. I I really enjoyed the first one, that, but I just didn't know if, you know how. If you enjoyed the first one, then you'll like the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I really like the first one. I think I um, actually liked the second one better than the first one. I think I saw where Fairy Loot is going to do an exclusive set of books one and two. I see that. And they have cool edges, but honestly, the cover looks a lot like the Alcrate version. I know. I just would like to have both of them. I do love his coloring. I love that she's like his hair is so red, it's black almost. I love that. Yeah. Like Unique-ish. I don't know. I like it. I hope that Alcrate does a second. Okay, so here's what it is. This slaying the vampire conqueror is part of a mortal enemies to monster lovers series, but it's different authors. So slaying the vampire conqueror is by Carissa Broadbent. They're slaying the shifter prince by Claire Sager. Slaying the shadow prince Helen Scherer. Slaying the frost king Candace Robinson. There's too many vowels uh, and r's in her last name. S-C-H-E-U-E-R-E-R. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no. You know I'd fuck it up. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. You would fuck it up big time. Oh. Katie Robert is doing something similar to that. Like, she's got a Kickstarter going where it's like her Wicked Control book is like, it's, it's going to be where like she wrote one, another author wrote one, and not like, there's like three of them. But cool. Oh, okay. So these two are 60. It'll be 60 bucks plus shipping for the Serpent and the Wings of Night exclusive editions. I'd like to see a little bit more about it. They're cute, but I have the indie versions of all three books in the hardcover. And I'm like, that feels like my special. If if Alcrate finishes out the series, I would get that. But I'm trying to like chill the F out. Why? I don't know. Because I'm like... I have spent a lot of money on special edition books. Not that that's not okay. I'm just like, do I really need every, unless I love a book, I don't think I need every version of it, you know? Like the Throne of the Fallen. I'm like, I I love, I mean, I deeply love her as an author. So I have no problem being like, I want both the Barnes right, and right. the Stone. I just don't want it. Like, yeah, totally. I love JLA. So I like getting... Believe me, I'm obsessed with the Fall of Rune and Wrath, so I have five copies of that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just but, not yeah, obsessive about anything right now, so. Like, I'll just get the special edition of this. I don't need I was obsessive like that about Crescent City, and now I'm like, eh. 
I literally cannot like believe that. this is the real fucking book. I know. We're Even if he hadn't on. said anything about like what was going to be in the book, I would still be like, what was that? Yeah, I agree. I know. It was the bean for you. For real. That's what started it all, man. Pokey beans. Literally so bad. Oh no, what did you just send me? I'm dying laughing. Oh, you must be 18 to view this community. Oh no. I haven't even clicked to see it yet, but I'm already... Read the headline. Statue of Cathona giving birth to the world. A series of terrible examples. You know what? Open the fucking picture. You have to do this with me. I'm so scared. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like this is the best thing to come out of the Crescent City Reddit in two months, and that's saying something. Somebody went on paint. This is oh, this scroll is through. The there's end. more. Go back. Yeah, scroll. Go back and then scroll through. There's more. Oh, there's. But wait, there's more. How do I? Go back to the post. No. Ma'am, very funny. That's coming out of their butt. But you know what? So did Hofas out of Sarah's. So what's happening? This is anime. That's why it works is because it's anime and have you seen all the stuff where people are trying to see if they are as strong as Ash from the Pokemon series? No. Have you seen that? So they like estimate because Ash just picks up these fucking full-size Pokemon and they're like, okay, can I be as strong as, what is he, like 14 years old? <laughs> He's picking up like a 60 pound like Bulbasaur. <laughs> dead. They're like, he's dead lifting the Bulbasaur. <laughs> Some of these guys are like, I cannot. So they try to literally pick it up the same way that he picks up the Pokemon. And they're like, I, I almost can't do this. A 14-year-old cartoon anime kid is stronger than me. Yeah. Okay. This has been fun. Yeah. You're done. You're done. Get out of my face. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'm leaving too. Bye.